And it was something that I didn't put a lot of value on before. I don't know if it was from working with you guys or just the journey, probably both. I just didn't really put a lot of value on my time. Like I just, I was aggressive. I was ambitious. I started my first company when I was 10 years old. I knew that working allowed me to stay one step ahead of people, like friends in school or whatever. So, but then eventually it just didn't anymore. Like I just wasn't ahead. And I was like, oh, like my whole life I've been this thing that I put a lot of confidence in, like isn't delivering me the results that I want anymore. And yeah, the personal freedom is like, I mean, it's great. It's everything. It's when we go on vacations, it's a no distraction policy. And it, it just really allows you to be there. You work hard in your business. On the Profit by Design podcast, we ask the big question. What has your business done for you lately? Hi, I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling. I'm the business psychologist, the author of the four-week vacation and the How to Hire the Best series, as well as the founder of Tap the Potential, where we coach entrepreneurs like you to design sustainably profitable businesses that give you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. Because after all, we believe work supports life, not the other way around. Weekly on the Profit by Design podcast, we bring you tips, tools, and strategies from our own experiences and from the experiences of our guests who are entrepreneurial thought leaders and real life entrepreneurs, all to support you in making intentionally profitable and sustainable business decisions to live the lifestyle you desire. Profit Designers, we're doing it again. This is your chance to get up close and personal with me to support you in taking your life back from your business. Back by popular demand, tap the potentials, better business, better life, jumpstart. Join me for this live closed door Zoom experience over the course of five days. On day one, we are diving into calculating the true profit potential that exists within your business. And then on days two, three, four, and five, I'm walking you through the steps of the tap the potential solution to show you how to tap in to that profit potential. We're going to be covering simplifying your business freeing up your time and being more profitable while you free up your time. And not only that, we're also going to be tackling the issue that so many of you are experiencing right now, and that is price pressure. You're being squeezed by inflation, and I want to show you how to raise your prices to not only cover inflation, but also to set yourself up to be able to grow and to hire that team of A players so that you can have more time for what matters most in your life. And then in the latter days, we will be looking at exactly that, hiring A players and growing your team. You are not going to want to miss this jumpstart. Head on over to tapthepotential.com forward slash jumpstart. That's tapthepotential.com forward slash jumpstart. Sign up, get your workbook, block the days on your calendar and make sure you are there in person and you get to work directly with me and I will walk you through these steps of the Tap the Potential Solution so that you can be on the path to designing your sustainably profitable business that gives you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account. Tapthepotential.com forward slash jumpstart. I'll see you there. 
Welcome to the Profit by Design podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sabrina Starling, the author of the Four Week Vacation and the How to Hire the Best series. And I'm also the business psychologist at Tap the Potential. And today I am joined by Andrew Torzik of Cedar Ridge Log Homes. And we are here for a celebration to celebrate Andrew and his family graduating from Tap the Potential's Better Business, Better Life program. And I was telling Andrew as we were coming on, it's really bittersweet because we are so excited for all that you all have accomplished over since 2018, Andrew, we've had the privilege of working with you guys. And so it's really fun for us to be on the side of it with you celebrating because it's been a journey. You all have been through a lot of trials and tribulations and you've individually you've grown as people you yourself have grown significantly as a person you've done a lot of work on yourself and developing yourself developing your leadership one of the things that i want to acknowledge for you all when you started with us is that you're a family run company and that can be the hardest kind of company to run because you not only have all the challenges of starting a business and getting it off the ground, but you also have the family dynamics that have to be worked through. And I think there's been a lot of personal growth that has come about for you guys in being willing to do that deeper level work. This isn't just business strategy. You all really took on that challenge of how do we grow this company and we know we have to grow ourselves to grow this company because the company will only go as far as you're willing to grow. And boy, <laughs> you guys have really taken this company a long way. So if it's okay, I think I will share some of the, uh, the major accomplishments that you highlighted because I really want this to be a case study and an opportunity for other business owners who are listening to this to learn through some of your learnings, Andrew. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, so you guys have pretty much 5x your revenue since you started with us. And really, when you started, you guys were a start up. <laughs> so that's pretty significant growth. And you have also gone from no profit. We helped you put profit first in place. And now you're at 15% profitability, in addition to what the owners of the company are making. And one of the things that you all are also doing, and one of the reasons you've met criteria to graduate is your father has taken a four-week vacation. Your mother and father took a four-week vacation and you're working on yours. I am. I'm going on mine in October. I'm actually doing a five-week vacation. Five-week. Yes. <laughs> That's excellent. When you all started with us, talk about what the business was like in 2018. Yeah. Well, 2018 was a big turning point for us. Actually, we didn't even have the business as it exists today. Didn't it wasn't even conceptually there. It was uh, we were doing odd and end contracting, coming from a contractor background, and it, we had been three years of my dad and I being business partners, and he had sold a larger construction company, and we were just kind of trying to refine our place in the construction world and. We did a lot of real estate investing and a lot of, you know, flipped some houses and did some rentals and stuff, but we just weren't finding anything that really resonated with us. And so in 2018, we really, it just got to a place where it was like, this is unsustainable. I'm burning myself out. I was working too many hours. I barely had a relationship with my family, my kids. I just, I saw them nights and on the weekends and even then was sporadic and we weren't making 
good money. It was just, we were struggling still. And so it was obvious that there was really nothing sustainable about the route that we were on at the time. And so actually the beginning of 2018, April, 2018 was when I personally had a real moment of clarity, uh, just in my kitchen, making bacon on a Saturday morning, I'd been listening to a lot of books and just feeling so stuck. And a common theme that I had heard was, you know, if you want to change a situation, you're, you're the constant in every situation that you're in. And if you want to change your life, you have to change yourself first. And I didn't really get it. I didn't know what that meant. I just had heard it enough times where I was like, okay, it's being repeated to me. So there must be some truth to this. And so that moment I made a personal commitment to work myself. And in that moment, I felt a very strong feeling come over my body that this is the moment that everything changes. And when I look back throughout the history of my life, I credit that moment to being the moment when everything started to change. And it was after that that I really started taking my personal, like looking really clearly at what I was doing to contribute to the situation. And through that, it made me realize a lot of weaknesses that I had as a business leader and as just a general leader. And so that's really what led into even pursuing coaching at all, which is what then turned into working with Happy Potential, which then after not long realized that we weren't even in the right business. We didn't have, we were just, everything was just not what we wanted. And so we kind of had the opportunity to shift from just kind of odd end contractor into uh, through a series of crazy circumstances, we shift to custom locum builders in a very specific area with a very specific market with a very specific product. And it was two and a half hours away from where we lived. We ended up moving and relocating there. But really that, that turning point of like personal development and then hiring a coach to re to evaluate and tell us, Hey, you guys, like, it feels like we're on a path to destruction. And as you guys looked at our business, it was kind of like, hey, you guys are on a path to destruction. Yeah, self-destruction. <laughs> self-destruction, yeah. And so the hard shift, it really came right at that whole season and led to over three years of working on it, kind of led to where we're at today. Yeah, and so I remember some specific conversations once you all decided we're going to do things differently, we're going to build a different kind of business there were opportunities that came along and you reached out to us and asked us to help you evaluate whether or not to pursue those opportunities because they were really those types of survival trap decisions where yes, it'll bring money in the door now. And a lot of it was just general carpentry type work and remodels. And you guys recognize this will bring money in the door. Now we really desperately need money in the door right now, but it's not going to sustain us long-term. And we had to keep just bringing you back to here's where you're headed and here's what you're trying to create. And one of the things that I've always appreciated about you all is you take our advice and you would listen. And we knew it was hard for you to take that advice because you needed that money to keep things going. And there were lots of moments where you were kind of just inches away from the gold and tempted by distraction or, you know, things were tight and you, you guys didn't know what to do, but you always came back to, you know, what are our mutable laws? What is it that we're trying to build? And what's the bigger picture that we're working on? And consistently, you all made the decision of we have a bigger picture. We have these immutable laws and we're going to hold true to these regardless of the financial challenges that were in the moment. Yeah, 
honestly, it was a lot of just faith through that season of just believing that we knew we needed to do it different. And we knew that our habits that we had had in the past wouldn't lead us to doing it different. So it was a lot of just very intentional, just really deciding to pick a niche, to pick an industry, to pick a business route and just commit to it fully. And, you know, there was a lot of times that we were a couple inches away from gold. And there was a lot of times that we were a couple inches away from total destruction. And it was in those moments where the, you know, the temptation to jump back into what you've done before or what you did in the past really rise up. And, you know, I think it's how it works for a lot of people. When you stay the course, things just start happening in ways that really are unexplainable. You know, jobs would just come in out of nowhere moments a week before, you know, we were going to have to look at some serious changes in our company because there was just nothing coming in. And we moved when we moved to, I mean, the new business that we started was two and a half hours away in a totally different part of the state that we were completely unfamiliar with. We had no contacts and we were entering into the log home industry with no log home experience at that time. And so we were stepping into a new industry, new place, completely fresh. And I didn't even have a place to live at the time. We were, my family and I were living in a rental house month to month. It was extremely hard. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a lot of long conversations with the family, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of, but it was all kind of in pursuit for this like higher goal, I guess. We kind of knew, we knew that at no point during this journey did we feel as depressed as we did in 2018, at least me personally. That's significant because you had a lot of challenges and tough times. And so you're saying that no matter how bad it got, I didn't feel as depressed as I was in 2018 when I had that epiphany and realized that I have to work on myself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I am aware that there's business owners who are listening right now who may be in that very dark place. And so if you could go back and talk to yourself in like 2019, when things were really hard, what would you say knowing what you know now? press in harder and stop doing as much sooner. (laughs) Like, I think that I was just stuck in this trap of thinking that if the company was going to progress, I had to be the one doing everything. And I really wasn't developing my leadership abilities and delegating abilities. And I hadn't embraced myself as a visionary at that point. And so now I really am very clear with who I am with, you know, my ability to kind of imagine a future that seems exciting to myself. I didn't know what that word meant. I mean, I was so new. I was a carpenter that just knew how to sell projects and work really hard and make money. And I plowed snow. So it was like as blue collar as it gets was where I came from. Very uneducated, didn't graduate college, really self-taught on everything. And so let's just take that perspective a minute because you knew how to work hard and that's really clear. And everything that you all have accomplished has come through hard work on the business and not in the business. So what's that distinction now for you? Just working in the business just wasn't working for me anymore. It just kept us in the same trap. I really, there was a point in time where I mentally shifted my thinking from I make my money from doing to I make my money from leading. And that was big for me. And that made me realize like, if I just, not that I couldn't make money by doing, but mentally I just accepted the fact that if I'm doing, I am not making money. And just that shift right there, really just helped me realize that like, if I'm, I'm actually hurting the business by doing this, I'm not really fulfilling what my job is here. So that took a long time to really wrap my head around. 
And then it took a long time to build the team around us too. I mean, we had to spend a lot of time figuring out really who we were really so that we could tell people and they would get excited about it and what we were. And we're still kind of, I mean, it's only been three years. There's a lot's happened in three years, but we're still in a very much an evolutionary stage of this. Like we're at a point in time with this company. I had no, in no way, if the company stopped growing today and we stayed right where we at, it would be like, wow, we really messed up. Like, <laughs> I just, I really believe that this is a point in time that's going to continue growing and developing and maturing as we bring in. just the people that are coming around us now that are supporting kind of the vision of the company and the mission and caring for people and support our immutable laws. Uh, it's really humbling and it's really exciting to be a part of. I want to just highlight what you said that you realized I don't make my money working in the business. I make my money leading the business. And I think that's a very important like aha moment for a lot of us who make that shift from technician who does something really well to someone who is an entrepreneur who's growing a company and the company is growing through your leadership. And you mentioned that you're attracting team members to you. And we're going to get into that in a minute because you guys really don't do much advertisement to hire A players. They pretty much come your way. You've attracted them using the How to Hire the Best system. But before you did that, you all as a family had to figure out the right seats for each of you. And there was some shifting, significant shifting that happened. Talk through how do you navigate that as a family when you recognize, I don't know that we're in the right seats and we need to figure out who's going to sit in what seat and what went into those decisions? It's interesting. It's still an ongoing conversation for our family. It's, but the conversation is actually a conversation now, which is really good. <laughs> for a long time, it was just, we were all just kind of doing things and getting in each other's way. And when you would get in somebody's way, you'd get mad at them. And then they get mad at you because they were trying really hard and stepping on toes. And who do you contact for this? It was really a mess. And um, we knew it was a mess. Like it wasn't, we just didn't know how to fix it. And so at the f- first, second, my second tap the potential retreat, in 2019, this is really silly. And it seems like I should have learned this in like the beginning of business school, but I was like, we don't have an org chart. We need to create an org chart. So I remember sitting in the lobby of the hotel and one of the other people that were a part of the treat came and sat down next to me. And I was like, Hey, I was like, how should this be structured? Like, I have no idea. Like, what is this supposed to even look like right now? We're just attacking work, getting it done. And there's really no leadership or vision or whatever. And so that was the beginning of it. And we just wrote out and we just brought it back to the family and said, okay, guys, we need to pick something. Like, what are we going to pick? So we picked something at first and it wasn't the right pick and Bev changed over time. And and then even today, I was in a meeting this morning where we were talking about what does the company need right now? And now the way that we talk about it is what does the company need? Who has the skill level to deliver that? And whose responsibility should it be? Like it just because Andrew has the skill level to deliver it. If it's a task thing, he's not leading it. So then my job becomes, okay, you need to go identify who, what skill sets are needed in order for this to be accomplished and tell the operations manager, go find me a guy like this to hire kind of a thing. Yeah. And so it's, it's a constant evolution of just talking, but we've gotten just a lot better at just talking about, Hey, this is where we're at. Nobody's getting offended. We're all trying really hard. And I think that's one thing about a family business too, is like, there's no doubt, like we're all depending on this working. So everybody's giving a hundred percent all the time. Like there's really no question of like, is somebody taking advantage? 
especially between me and my dad and my brothers, we trust each other a lot with that. And so, and we had to get there. Like, I don't know that we necessarily trusted each other that much in the beginning, but now we're at a place where it's just, this is our goal. Do we all agree that this is the goal? Okay. How do we accomplish it? This is what this company needs to look like. This is where leadership is missing. This is where sales is struggling. And we just kind of divided and conquered. And now we all have extraordinarily different roles in the company at this point. I mean, night and day difference. You know, one of the things that I've observed in watching your family interact is ego has left the room. And that wasn't always the case. What I saw, though, is when you all recognized, you know, if we put our own personal interests in the center, we're undermining ourselves as a family with what we're trying to accomplish here. As I saw each of you being willing to be humble and look at, you know, I have certain strengths, I have skill sets that I can bring to the table and I want to put them in the right place and be able to let go of, oh, I thought I was going to be in this role and this role is the one that I wanted. That's where ego really gets wrapped up and can cause fighting and tension in family-based businesses. And I, I really see that a big part of you guys' growth is being able to put those egos aside and say, now let's look at what we're trying to build here, the greater vision of what we're all trying to accomplish together. Yeah, that was big. It took a long time to work through that. But it is, yeah, it really is now at this point, it really the conversation is what does the business need? And we talk about what we're doing personally and we talk about what our goals are personally. But we've all, when it comes to work, like, you know, that this is the thing that's going to get us there. And then another thing that we did too is we implemented, so we really, thanks to Tap the Potential, really embraced the concept of A players operating in their sweet spot. That was really just like, it just made all the sense in the world to me. As soon after I saw the 900 to 1200% more efficient with an A player operating in their sweet spot statistic, it was like, okay, well, that's the easiest way to make money right there is find someone that's 1200% more efficient than anybody else. And just accomplish, just actually get things accomplished. And so now we use everybody before they go into a position, the position has to, they have to align with our mutable laws and them filling the position has to align with our mutable laws. And we go through the get it, want it and have the capacity to do it. And they have to answer those questions for themselves and they're constantly be reevaluated. So we actually work into our review now, a sweet spot kind of evaluation to make sure, hey, if you are in your sweet spot, if you're not in your sweet spot, but you're working towards it, making sure that we're recognizing and we're keeping you heading in that direction. We put a lot of emphasis and talk on A players operating in their sweet spot at this point as a business. Yeah. And I will say we've had the honor of getting to work with multiple team members in leadership boot camp because you've sent them through and even in coach approach. And one of the things that really stands out to me is how excited your team members are to be a part of the team and to contribute and that you have really empowered them from they're really clear on what they're responsible for in their role, what their results are. And that's allowed them really to flourish and own their roles. Yeah, we've put a lot of emphasis on empowering great people and making sure that they're equipped to really do their thing. And um, the response from the, especially from the carpenters and like the operations end has been just, you know, to give a carpenter that hasn't really had, that's been a career carpenter, a real opportunity to like lead lead a crew and like really give them the tools to be successful. It just changes the way that they approach work and they think about work and talk about it. Like our guys are our best recruiters. My carpenters are my best recruiters. They're responsible for hiring their own 
helpers and carpenters when we're hiring anybody, actually, if we, whether if they find them and bring them in or if we find them and bring them in, they're involved in the interview. And it gives them a lot of ownership of, you know, the team, uh, really building that team mentality on the job site of like, we're all in this together and we, everybody knows their role. And it also keeps it from being like uh, we've had in the past where we've made bad hires and the team members were afraid to do anything because it was, oh, well, the owner brought this guy in. So like we just have to suck it up and deal with it. Where at the same time, I, as the owner, don't want somebody on my job site that's just slowing us down, causing problems, making mistakes, causing safety violations. Like those aren't things that I wanted. And but there was this disconnect between the field and management of like, well, management put it here, so we have to deal with it. But now we've really I mean, we've gotten through a lot of that. And not that it's perfect by any means, but there's a lot more ownership from the guys of like, no, this is my project and this is my team. And like, hey, my helper doesn't have uniform shirts. Like, what's the deal? Like really just taking like a lot of initiative and pride in what they do. And uh, it's been really cool to be a part of and watch and watch the field mature and grow. Uh, Cause that was a big thing that I didn't think that I was ever going to be able to leave the field as a carpenter. I just, I was going to have to do that for life. Cause I didn't know how to train these other guys to think that way. And very close, if not there at this point. So let's talk a little bit about that. How did you let go of, I have to be there for this to go well. And really move to this place where your team is empowered systems i think it's the biggest part of it steven my brother came in as uh sort of just off as a carpenter observing but he came with a computer science degree and a systems generator it's just how we what he did before he came to work for us but he hated it and he hated the computer world he liked more physical stuff and so he really came in and just started creating systems for everything like every process like our, how to build a how our operations manager can run you through how to build a house from his desk start to finish every day time tools that are going to be there like just getting it really clear and really clear accountability and then so then when mistakes were made it wasn't a personal attack anymore it was a flaw in the system and so you could just go back and say okay we missed the on-site evaluation of this specific thing prior to drywall so all right this sucks we got to rip out three sheets of drywall fix this thing, but it's only going to happen once. The next time, three weeks before drywall starts, there's a little prompt that says, go to the job site, check this thing, make sure it's good. And so it just brings a lot of peace of like, before we were making mistakes and just, it was, we were good at solving problems and good at getting over the mistake, but then another mistake would come or the same mistake would come. So what I gathered in what you said is that a mistake happened. You didn't blame people. You guys looked at your system and you identified, oh, we missed this evaluation. We need to go back and we need to make sure we do it. And you use that mistake as a learning opportunity and an opportunity to improve the system. Yeah. We have to learn from all of our mistakes. It's part of just our culture at this point. Like the mistakes are just breakdowns in systems and that's totally okay. Like there's no flaw in that for anybody because it's not personal anymore. Not that we don't get into personal things and that doesn't happen because it does, but it makes 90% of the time, it's really not a big deal to talk about a problem. It's just, a, we just miss something. That's it. Yeah. You know, the, as you were talking about systems, one of the other areas that you at one point believed you wouldn't be able to hand off to anybody else was sales. 
And I remember you leaving a retreat. And as you were walking out the door, you said, Dr. Sabrina, I just got word. We closed a million dollar sale Mm -hmm. and I wasn't there. The team did it without me. And so that was something that you all put a lot of time in hitch. And it was one of your initial systems. You put a lot of effort around. Sales has been a constantly evolving one. The big thing that we're doing, we're realizing right now is that in the beginning of Cedar Ridge, we were selling custom log homes that we personally had the ability to construct. So I was really selling my skill set. Now we really view it as we Cedar Ridge has a product and we are selling that product. And it's because the company can deliver that product and it really has nothing to do with what I can or can't do anymore. And so we're still going through, we're creating our model system and trying to get it even more. Right now, we're really trying to make the shift from semi-custom homes to customizable homes that are pretty, that have enough features in them, kind of mix and match to give the customers what they're looking for. But yeah, that's been a huge process, like going through sales and figuring out like what is the product that Cedar Ridge delivers? Not what does Andrew do well, what does Andy do well, but what is the product that this company brings into the world and how do we go about doing that? That has been and continues to still be a big conversation that we have all the time about what do we want to do? Well, and I think that the attention that you've put on this has really gone a long way to reassure your customer base and help them have trust and faith in you. I remember during the height of COVID, you had a story where you had a customer who everything else was going wrong in their life. And they called you up and they had been a great customer to that point, but they were just having a really bad day. And they called you up and said, are you guys going to abandon us too? This is my dream home. Are you going to back out on me too? Like everybody else did. And you were able to assure them, no, we're going to be here. We've, you know, you've signed a contract with us. We're moving forward. And a lot of that came from all the work that you'd been doing on the business to that point to be able to have that stability. And it was confidence that you conveyed to her that really settled her down. Yeah, it really was confidence. <laughs> There's a lot of unknowns. I mean, from every I think for everybody, the beginning of COVID was nobody really knew what was going to happen next. I mean, we had a lot of work up to that point. And we, I knew that if this had happened a year before, we would have just probably had to shut our doors. Like, well, we never really got shut down as a construction company in the first couple of weeks. We thought we were going to be shut down, but as a, we were considered essential. So that was amazing. But still the whole market, everything changed during that. Like, and at first it was really scary. They shut down rentals and we're in a rental community. So it was just a ghost town for months. And yeah, because of what we had done, like you said, the work that we had put in, we were able to quickly develop a plan that would work to keep us keep the lights on. And um, we knew exactly how many days and weeks we could go without bringing in any additional income. And we knew we had plans and backup plans and all that stuff. And really, we, we wouldn't have, it was almost like the work that we put in for the last two years up to that point gave us the mental capacity to say, okay, now we need to do all of these things. And then because we did all those things, it gave a lot of confidence to the customers that we were not just going to roll over and die. Like we didn't know exactly what we were going to do, but we were like, Hey, we got three options. So one of them has got to work, I guess. (laughs) And it was really an incredible time. And what it ended up doing for our business was being one of the best things that ever happened. Started forcing local travel a lot more, you know, the construction industry has been chaotic, a lot of price increases and stuff. We've been able to maintain great customers through all of that really build really, really, really strong relationships with our customers and just, it's been great. We're, some of them, we're building two, three houses for them now. 
And that's a key piece is that you guys did a lot to clarify who your ideal customer is, and you didn't serve the low end. You moved away from people who were price conscious and who really wanted something quality that you were able to build and deliver. And you've nurtured these relationships. It's incredible that you're building multiple homes now for some of your customers. Yeah, it really is really incredible. Really grateful for them. I want to get into a couple of things where I feel like you guys have really used something in the Better Business, Better Life program that's unique about us. And I'd like for you to talk about the difference that it's made. So there's a few things that are unique about us. Number one, we really look at your whole life, that it's about you guys having a high quality of life as a business owner and not just growing revenue or growing profit, but we really want you all individually to thrive. So that's one piece of it. The other piece of it, though, is that we're not just business strategy. We're, we helped you work through the challenging things that came up, the family dynamics that came up, and really maintain healthy relationships, because it's very easy in a lot of small businesses, as growth happens, the family members come to loggerheads. And there's a lot of negative fallout in the family because of that. You guys really leaned in to what we had to offer with respect to spot coaching and let us help you through some of these family dynamics that are more challenging. So if you would speak to either of those or both of those about health and how you've really set up a healthy happy life for yourself, as well as how you've leaned on us to help with some of the family dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of all goes into that process of personal growth and evaluation or reevaluating everything. But I can tell you that since 2018, my whole personal life is totally different. Like I had, I was a very structuralist person. I had no routine. Now I have a really, really solid, like even just my morning routine, like I really depend on that in order to get my mind prepared for the day. Um, my relationship with my wife and my kids, I was just working all the time. I, I really just didn't have a relationship with them. And coming into this season of life, now that the business is where it's at, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm meeting my wife for the first time. Like I have enough time to spend with her and really get to know her. And that's incredible. And I just tell her all the time, I'm like, I can't believe that I've been married to you for 10 years. I'm like, I feel like I'm just getting to know you now because I just worked for the first 10 years. And then physically, I mean, I'm in better shape now than I was before then living on gas station food and energy drinks. My dad, especially though, I mean, he's lost 170 or not hundred, he's lost 75 pounds. Um, he's currently in a competition with Beachbody to win a hundred thousand dollar grand prize. He's a finalist. Yeah, he's a, a one of he's the top man male for his age group. There's four other men, and he's I mean, it's hard to imagine he doesn't win. He's ripped, got jacked. It's crazy. And uh, he just went from an overweight contractor to literally a bodybuilder in about a year. And all of that, I mean, these like physical. Changes are just, I see them as just representations of what's been going on mentally, kind of behind the scenes and making real decisions of like not allowing the excuse of being a contractor to lead me to an early grave, unhealthy lifestyle, but taking responsibility and saying, no, I'm a contractor that works in an industry where everybody's dying at 55 years old. I need to be the difference. I need to show people that there's a better way to do this. We don't want to be dead at 55. It's not why we're doing this. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been huge. And Tap the Potential has been there the whole time. I mean, just right there, available. Uh, you've been there for some, I mean, just 
dark times in my life. I mean, I just, there was times where it was just really depressing and it was totally new, totally scary, unproven to myself. Not that the system didn't work and I couldn't see that, but when you haven't gone through it yourself, it feels scary and new. Yeah, no, there was lots of, and not only coaching, but also the retreats, the community that Tap the Potential has put together of business owners that are striving to be better. It's really a unique community that was able to really rally around and give me a lot of support in a humbling way. Like just so many people that were actually wanted to invest and hear what our problems were and share their experiences and how they overcame them. It was a massive part in all of that actually getting resolved. Well, and I want to acknowledge that you all really threw yourself in wholeheartedly. Any resource that we had to offer, any training that we offered, you showed up, you took part. You guys, I remember in the early days, you would come to these coaching calls and you were in your trucks on a job site in Pennsylvania in the dead of winter. It was like 10 degrees or you know, 10 below outside. Snow and beard covered in snow. And you would take time off the job site. And sometimes it was all of you showing up. Sometimes it was one of you. And, you know, a decision was made, like, who's going to be the designated person? But you all really embraced what we had to offer and allowed us to support you. And that, I mean, you're highly coachable. That makes all the difference. And it's going to continue to serve you guys going forward. All these life lessons that you've learned. And I also want to emphasize the community through the retreats and the Better Business, Better Life program. We have some of the best business owners at Tap the Potential, not the most knowledgeable, not the smartest business owners, but the business owners who understand that we don't know what we don't know. And so we're always trying to learn and grow. And there's tremendous generosity in the learning and sharing the learning. And that's where I really see those business owners in the Tap the Potential community who embrace that, who allow, like you guys have, who allow yourself to be held by the community during the hard times and lean on us to get you through. And so, and it's not that everything's going to be hunky-dory from here on out. There's, you guys are going to continue to grow and there's going to be challenges, but you know that you have a community that you lean on and that doesn't go away just because you graduate from the Better Business, Better Life program. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're always here. We're always going to be cheering you on for what's next because we've seen what you've done in such a short period of time. It's really exciting to see, well, well, what's coming next. You know, as we wrap up, one of the things that I really want to celebrate with you is one of the quotes from you that has really resonated with us and has really become part of what we're all about. And it was during COVID, you came on alive and you you said, Dr. Sabrina, the money is great, but it's the time for what matters most that's the most valuable. And that was really impactful for all of us at Tap the Potential because it helped us to recognize, yes, we're here, we're helping you build a profitable business for your family, but we're really about creating a business that gives you your life back, that allows you and the rest of your family members to show up and be fully present with each other and with other people in your lives. Because when you're able to be fully present, that's when you can have your greatest impact. Yeah, that's been huge. And it was something that I didn't put a lot of value on before. I don't know if it was from working with you guys or just the journey, probably both. I just didn't really put a lot of value on my time. Like I just, I was aggressive. I was ambitious. I started my first company when I was 10 years old. I knew that working allowed me to stay one step ahead of people. Like 
friends in school or whatever. So, but then eventually it just didn't anymore. Like I just wasn't ahead and I was like, Oh crap. Like my whole life I've been this thing that I put a lot of confidence in, like isn't delivering me the results that I want anymore. And yeah, the, the personal freedom is like, I mean, it's great. It's everything. It's when we go on vacations, it's a no distraction policy and it, it just really allows you to be there. So what's the no distraction policy on vacation? Nobody, you're just not allowed to contact. There's no work calls. If we, we, the team handles it, no matter what the problem is, however big it is, the team is empowered to handle every problem. And we support, and we've gotten back from vacations and we've had employees get fired. We've had vendors get fired. We've had contractors get fired. We've had, our team has made some big decisions. We had one house, we were on vacation where it was as the customer was moving into their house, a sprinkler head that had nothing to do with my guys, but it was somebody else to work in. Sprinkler had exploded, flooded the entire basement. I got one call and said, hey, this is happening, but it's already been taken care of. Those moments are like, they're massive for the company. Like they're like really what has allowed us. Like we got back from a vacation last September. They came, my side two lead men, my second lead man came to me and said, as a team, we agreed that we had to fire this one, one of our second lead man. And it was like, Oh my gosh, like what? Like in my mind, I was like, you did not have the authority to do that. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) But they immediately went into, this is why we did it. This is what was happening that you didn't know about. And they really, they really were protecting the company in that. And they protected us in that. And then not only that, but then they proceeded to present us a whole plan for how we actually didn't even need him and how all of the mistakes that he had made were actually costing us all of this. And Craig, who's been working under this guy, is ready for a promote. Like they brought us the whole plan. That's incredible. I remember sitting, it makes me emotional thinking about it, sitting in the job site, listening to them tell me this and just feeling this incredible sense of like, I've never been in an environment more where the field and management trust each other so much. Like they really believed that we could figure out how to make it work financially. And we really believed that they could get the work done based on the plan that they had put together. Those moments like that have been like massive turning points for us as a business. And it's like to the point now where it's like, don't call them. Like, what are you doing? Like, we're missing an opportunity if you call them. Like, <laughs> we have to just figure it out. Yes. That's just incredible. And it, you said, I mean, it really allows your team to grow and they grow in those moments when you're not there. And that's real leadership. And I will say as a business owner, it is terrifying to get back from a vacation and come back to a redesigned business. Like it is really scary. But if you have eight players that are really focused on the success of the company, it's at least it's working so far for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, we have our Better Business, Better Life Jumpstart coming up in a few weeks, and it's really our open house at Tap the Potential where we open our doors and we invite business owners to come in and really experience a piece of what the Better Business, Better Life program is all about and go through the different pieces of the Tap the Potential solution. You all have been amazing in referring some of the best clients to us. So, As we wrap up, would you speak to, in your experience, because you've been inside the program, you've sent great clients our way, in your experience, who is a good fit for the Better Business, Better Life program? And what place are they in their business where you think this is going to be something that's really going to be life-changing for them? I can tell you where I was, and I can tell you the people that I've referred to you without getting into details, kind of what they've expressed to me that resonated with me. 
is people that realize like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something that's kind of working, but I know that it's not the best. Like this, I know that my life, I just feel like something is off. And you're just honestly, somebody that's just willing to go in with a teachable attitude and say, I need to do this better. Like I need to learn what I don't know and be led through that and held accountable to follow through because anybody can read a book. And then the book goes back on your bookshelf and you might think about it, but it's different when you have like a team and you're checking in every week and your goals are written down and you know, at the end of the month, they're going to come back and ask you why you didn't hit this goal. And it's like the accountability, the camaraderie, the kind of like, we're all in this together is like the energy that you need to actually make massive change happen. It's like, going to, it's like hiring a personal therapist. It's like, yeah, sure. You could come to a conclusion on your own, but if you hire a therapist, they're going to get to it in an hour, like (laughs) hire the therapist, like, let's just get it done. Like, (laughs) yeah, don't drag it out. And I really love what you said about anybody can read the book because I've laid out our entire better business, better life program in the four week vacation book. Yeah. You really have it a lot. (laughs) I mean, it's all there. It's all there. I can tell you it's all there. (laughs) It is all there. And in how to hire the best, the whole hiring system is right there to help you hire a players. And yet the people who have the greatest success are the ones who want that accountability and who are curious about what is it that I don't know that I don't know. And I want to move forward and really just get off of being stuck. You were personally in a place where your life hadn't just plateaued, but you realized, wow, if I have more of this in my future, I don't want this. I want something different. And so I want to celebrate you, Andrew. And just, you know, I hope that what you've shared today, I know you've shared it. You've been on the podcast previously. You've done Facebook Lives with me. I really hope that what you're sharing inspires those business owners who are ready for that change. Because you all and your family, you're doing great things out there. And I know that you're going to carry forward the wonderful energy that you have, and it's just going to continue growing. So I'm so appreciative that you're willing to come and share your story with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's great. Thank you for the investment you've made in our life and struggling through with us and being consistent and all of it has been huge. I'm so happy to have that honor to get to be alongside you guys through this part of your journey. So as we wrap up, if you want to join us in the Better Business, Better Life Jumpstart, head over to tapthepotential.com forward slash jumpstart and get registered. Thank you for spending time with us today. Join our conversation in the Entrepreneurs Take Your Life Back Facebook community at tapthepotential.com forward slash group. Share your aha moments from today's episode, ask me questions, and join in on the fun with your fellow entrepreneurs on the journey to designing sustainably profitable businesses that give you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. And finally, share today's episode with a friend if you know a friend who would enjoy it. This is real life business. Keep your chin up, keep moving forward. You got this. If you've gotten value from today's show, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you are a repeat listener of the podcast, know that we greatly appreciate you at Tap the Potential. And to that end, I have a request. Please consider leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Our reviews help other entrepreneurs like you to find us. Be a part of our movement to help entrepreneurs take your life back from your business.